you spot the difference? It's the MK spot. Mmm. Okay. Hello and welcome to the MK podcast, episode two. I'm Evangeline. And I'm Joel. And today we're going to be talking about tigers and stick insects. Do you remember when we first came up with this concept, Joel? Vaguely. I think uh, we didn't come up with the original concept. We just changed the animals because it used to be chameleons, and chameleons don't really do what you think they do. What do you mean they don't really do what you think they do? Well, a lot of people think chameleons change colours to blend in with the backgrounds, but that's not true. They mostly just change colours based on how they're feeling or emotional responses and... They just change colours willy-nilly. They never they never blend in with the background. It's not a phase, Mom. I'm orange now. Like that? Uh, look, I don't know how chameleons feel about their parents, but, um... Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess a little bit like that. Yep. Okay. So I first came up with tigers and stick insects, except it was tigers and chameleons back then, as part of a way to teach primary school MKs about making friends. Now... The idea is is that like there's two kind of archetypes of how you can act when you first come into a new situation, like a new school, and you have to make friends again, and it's all weird, and you're different. But I want to stress it's just a way of describing two likely scenarios of how you could be reacting in a situation. And you may well find that neither of them fit you, or you fall somewhere in between, or sometimes you've been one, sometimes you've been the other. Mm. And the other thing I want to say is that Tigers and stick insects, there's no, like, correct way to be acting. They have different strengths and weaknesses, yeah? Mm -hmm. And another thing that I want to say is that we're going to be talking a lot about how we were a tiger and a stick insect into our transition into Australia, but that's not the only way that this happens. Because I think usually tigers are more likely to be, wherever they are, say that they belong somewhere else. When I was in China, I was like, nah, man, I'm like Australian. And when I was in Australia, I was like, nah, man, I'm practically Chinese. Mm. Whereas I think stick insects are going to emphasize belonging to where they are now, perhaps at the risk of not giving due respect to the place where they've been from. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just explain a bit about what it means to be a tiger and what it means to be a stick insect. I'm going to start with the tiger, because a tiger is what I was uh, a lot. So... When I came back to Australia, I was like, Hi, I am an MK. And every conversation people would start with me, I'd be like, Yeah, well, when I was in China, and I would just really emphasize how I was different, how I was cool, how I was probably a little bit better than you, and how you'd never understand me because I've had some special experiences, and you're all kind of boring and weird because you've not had the cool stuff in your life that I have. That attitude of being a tiger had different consequences on the way that I made friends. So I'll go through some of the negatives first. I alienated a lot of people when I first met them because I would always steer the conversation towards experiences that they'd never had, right? I could be really defensive about my identity as an MK. I don't want you to mistake me for an Australian because actually I'm more special than that. Some of it came from a fear of becoming Australian. I didn't want to lose that identity that I had from before, but because of that, I really stopped myself from integrating as much into Australia and with Australians as I could have. Mm. On the other hand, some of the benefits of being a tiger were that 
I really held on to my heritage of being overseas. And I think the fact that I was honest about who I was meant that when I did get the chance to form genuine relationships, I could be really honest with them and feel really understood. And, and I guess you knew that someone who liked you liked you for who you were. It mm. wasn't because you were putting up a front. Yeah. Mm. So that's that. And then there's stick insects. Mm. I'm a bit more of a stick insect. Uh, stick insects tend to uh, try to camouflage themselves and look like the people who are around them in the society they're in. As a stick insect, when I returned from Nepal, I was quite quiet about it. I didn't like to gloat about it or tell people this kind of things. I was never afraid of being strange or weird, and I think if you've met me, then you'll know that. But I didn't advertise that I was an MK, and I just tried to um, be my weird little self in the place that I was and not talk about my past. And yeah, a lot of a lot of stick insects try to... Um, fit in with the environment in. They, they tend to, you know, be quiet until they understand what you're talking about. They, they'll try and learn the pop culture. They'll pick up the sports that are local. I think um, some of the positives of being a stick insect are that you can transition relatively quickly and you don't... You can make friends with people who aren't as much like you. Um, so you, you'll, you'll make friends with people who are not necessarily... Like it, can, it can be hard to understand the experiences of an MK as an outsider. And as a stick insect, you can make friends with people who struggle with that a lot easier. Because uh, they don't have to understand your experiences. You, you understand theirs. But it can be really tricky because it, it can be lonely when you feel like you have to change who you are to fit in with everyone else. And nobody really gets you because you're putting on a front. Mm. And we're going to have the chance to explore some more when I um, interviewed Liam Noble. Um, who's another MK. He's also a stick insect, and him and I are going to share some stuff about what it means to be a tiger and a stick insect. But I guess I would love to, like, have maybe, like, two thoughts that you could have. I think if you're a tiger, I want you to think about how you're not the only person who's different. Because in many ways, everyone has their unique experiences of the world, and I think it's really valuable to try and get to know people in that way. Other people can also feel like they don't belong. You're not entering into a homogenous mass of people. A lot of people have their own ways that they feel different and you can if you find those ways that other people feel different you can find that you can relate their experience of feeling excluded to your experience of feeling excluded and you can really make relationships good like that what's your like one tip for stick insects um i think the the biggest thing i would say for stick insects is if if you're always hiding who you are to fit in you won't ever fit in i think the there always have to be some people who you let in and who you let know that you're different and who you tell about your differences. And like those people will be your closest friends, but find some people who you can tell about the real you. And of course the real you is a stick insect, so you'll want to fit in, but uh, it's, it's no good denying all your past to try and fit in now when that past is a part of you. Mm. So yeah, stay tuned for our interview with Liam. It's super great. I'm excited. It's the MK spot. Hello, everyone. We're here with Liam. Say hi, Liam. Hello. Who are you, Liam? That's a great question, Evangeline. Uh, my name is Liam Noble. Uh, I'm a missionary kid. Uh, I lived in Taiwan for eight years of my life, and I'm now back here in Sydney uh, studying secondary education yeah. at university. Yeah, right. So, uh, when did you come back to Australia? Back in quotation marks. 
Yeah, so I came back permanently uh, three years ago. Um, start of 2018 oh, now. Which is uh, a long time ago in my books. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I moved uh, by myself after I graduated. Uh, moved back, lived in a, a share house that was owned by a local church that I went to. Uh, which was super nice. Cool. Where are your family now, then? Yeah, great question. Uh, so, both my parents are still in Taiwan uh, doing mission work. Uh, I have older siblings who are currently studying in Canberra, and I have a young, younger sister who is in the New South Wales MK Network. Um, so, today we're having a look at, like, what it means to make friends. So, have you heard of the tigers and stick insects concept? Yeah, so I heard about it a bit last year at MK camp, but eventually you're so good at explaining it. I think you should definitely lead us through. <laughs> okay, um, tigers and stick insects is something that um, I came up with with a bunch of 10-year-old TCKs and MKs when I wanted to talk about the different ways that being an MK can affect the way you form relationships. Tigers is the idea that you're really proud of where you came from before you came to Australia and that bleeds into your conversations. Um, I was a tiger. I like almost every conversation people had with me when I was in my first year at school was like, I would be like, oh yes, well, so when I was in China and I made an effort to seem different from everybody else because that was important to me. Um, and I wasn't afraid to be eccentric or to um, express experiences or opinions that I felt were unusual. Some of the downsides of that were that I felt superior as an MK. I felt the fact that I'd lived in multiple cultures made me better than other people. And I could be very defensive of when people spoke badly of where I lived. And I think it ended up alienating people because I felt like I couldn't relate to them. Um, the other way... I mean, these are obviously not binary, black and white things. You could find yourself on a spectrum between them. Mm. But um, stick insects is about blending in. When you came to Australia, maybe you made sure that your accent sounded really Australian. Maybe you put away everything in your room that looked like it was from somewhere else. Maybe you tried really hard to listen to the same music as everyone in Australia and to reference the same things. And maybe you really didn't want to talk about, or maybe you didn't even mention that you were ever an MK whenever you made friends. Does this relate to your experience at all, Liam? Yeah, Evangeline. Uh, I definitely feel like I lent more towards the stick insect side mm -hmm. rather than the tiger side. Um, ba basically because my I can't roll very well. <laughs> Rock. Eh. So how did that look like when you first came back to Australia? Yeah, so when I came back to Australia, I was very wary uh, of what you said before about, you know, being boastful, being, like, too proud of, like, um, like the countries that I've been in and, like, my past experiences. Um, so, like, when I came to Australia and met people, like, I just said I was born, you know, like, here in Sydney um, and just left it at that when people asked where I was from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, obviously, people noticed that, like, I was different, especially, like, accent-wise and, mm -hmm. you know, being a bit mysterious about my past and stuff. So it definitely did come out as me being an MK, but it was definitely very uh, forceful, I think, like, on their part, you know. So they'd be like, oh, like, where are you from? Like, oh, I'm from Sydney. Like, oh, like, you know, like, what school did you go to? I'd be like, oh, you know. I went to school like, 
overseas. <laughs> like, oh wow, like, tell me about that. And then, yeah, you have to tell the truth. Yeah, I feel like my experience as an MK, like, really, like, defines, like, who I am. And I definitely think I I should have been, like, more, like, proud, like, more, more tiger-like about where I came from, like, my the experiences that make us different. Mm. So do you think in your effort to fit in, you maybe neglected part of your identity? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, I definitely think so. Um, Because, like, it is, like, you know, like the, the very famous quote, it's like, you know, why fit in when you're born to stand out? I think that was Oscar Wilde. Mm. Uh, don't call me on that, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, it's really hard to, like, meet new people and be able to try and, you know, explain yourself to them, like, while, while like, leaving out, like, this huge gap, like, in your life. Mm. So, it was either, like, I come across as being, like, I, I don't want to, like, tell you about myself, or I can come off as, like, you know, like, oversharing, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, so I guess you're saying that, Maybe being a stick insect is beneficial in the short term for relationships because you're trying to become like the other people and like adapt towards them. But maybe in the long term, it prevents you from being able to really be genuine with them. Yeah, and I think people can really pick up on whether you're being genuine or not, especially in like friendships that last like a lot longer. It's very, it's very difficult to hide parts of yourself that you feel are really important that you just don't share with other people. Cool. How has that affected the way that you see other people who are trying to belong? Do you feel like you have more empathy for people who feel excluded and who can't fit in? Or do you feel like you understand what it means to be Australian better and so can better include people as well as yourself? Yeah, I definitely think it's different for for a lot of people, like whether they're, they're comfortable enough with sharing uh, like their past experiences with other people while, while, when meeting them. Like, and I, I do honestly think that, like, when people are very, like, straightforward and are very, um, like, open about, like, their, their MK-ness, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, they, they really then, like, can, can quickly form those, like, relationships easier with other people. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, honesty is very appreciated in friendships, and especially, like, you know, the, the first time they're meeting someone. So being so open can, open can lead to, yeah, this is a blossoming friendship. Hmm. Do you have any tips for people who identify with stick insects to help them make friends better? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I think as a stick insect, like it's very, very. Uh, oh, how do I want to say this? Hmm. Like it's it's very hard to fit into like, the culture that you go into if you don't know, like, much about it. And, like, as much as you can try to fit in, it's it soon becomes very apparent that, you know, like, when coming to, to Sydney and trying to be a stick insect, um, and then moving into a, a place where people will come from all over New South Wales, and I just have no idea where, like, any of these places are. Like, I haven't even heard of, like, Wollongong or Newcastle, if you don't know where those are. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, I love them. Um, or, like, any, like, you know, Sydney suburb or anything like that. Um, so, like, as a stick insect, like, it's very, 
it's very hard to to get to know all these like culture practices and to be like fully fit in um but i think like there's still definitely ways in order to um not not so much conceal your past but in order to you know just like say say enough that people can understand that you like are different and that you come from a different experience and different you know parts of life yeah yeah so what i'm hearing from you is you don't have to be the same as everyone else in order to belong yeah definitely no is there anything else yeah. you wanted to share oh i mean i'd love to ask you questions oh yeah do it so like how did you first interview <laughs> yeah Sorry, uh, you know, go on. <laughs> she was on the other foot of Angeline. Bro. <laughs> yeah, so, like, in, in your experiences with being, like, very open about your mk and your, your mm. love for China, um, like, how do you think that made, like, Australians feel? Yeah, I definitely think I alienated a lot of people when I first came back. And I've had people who are my friends now say that they find it really difficult to relate to me because every question I got asked, I just turned it into something that they didn't understand, so I could kind of boast about where I'd been. Um, and I think it can be difficult, especially when you just come back because all your life has been in another country. So how else are you going to answer questions? I think if I had to give tips to my younger version, my younger version of myself, I'd probably say, ask more questions about other people. Cause I was so busy trying to defend who I was to Australians that I didn't bother to actually get to know people very well for the first couple of months. Hmm. And that's actually something um, that resonates with me a lot is like if you if you feel like you're like oversharing a bit if you if you think that like oh you know being um like like having lived in another country and stuff like that like us us like people like where they've been like how is like their their schooling like and and like us like questions about them because like even if they. Like, everyone loves sharing about themselves. Mm. Uh, like, that much is apparent. And, like, everyone has something to say. So, like, if people are asking you a lot of questions, you know, ask them questions back. Mm. It makes everyone feel appreciative. You get to learn more about other people, which is always exciting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good skill. It can be tricky when you first come back and you feel like you're just trying to survive, but I think it's pretty rewarding rather quickly when you can get into a conversation with someone about themselves. I do think one of the benefits of being a tiger long term is that I find that I have this empathy for other tigers that I see coming across. Like when I run into international students at uni or like other TCKs who have that same kind of defensiveness about their past. They're like, yeah, I know I'm different. <laughs> and I know that I can look at that and I can see that I know that they're not trying to be superior, but they don't want their identity to be erased. Um, yeah. And I think ultimately, um, whether you're a tiger or a stick insect, they're survival strategies. Um, and I think there's, things that you can learn to balance them. And I also think there's benefits that come from them as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, do you think that, like, it only applies to, like, tigers, like, that sort of de defensive complex? No, I think, um, like, yeah, I guess I'm speaking from my own experience when I say oh. that. I think <laughs> me being a tiger was me being, like, saying, I don't have to be ashamed of the fact that I was overseas. 
Um, but I think, yeah, being a stick insect can be, be, I mean, you'd know better than me, but maybe it can stem from like a fear of being vulnerable or like just being tired of having to explain yourself all the time. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the amount of questions I get about even like my accent is like, it, it gets pretty old pretty fast. Mm. Um, yeah, but honestly, like the more I've lived here and the more I can like draw from like my, my unique past experiences as an MK, like I found it can really be like quite be beneficial in life. Mm. Um, especially as eventually mentioned before, like, um, like Sydney and Australia as general has a lot of like international, um, mm. you know, people coming in and then just being able to like relate with them easier, like gives you just another way to like make friends. Mm. Yeah. I think there's two good benefits of being an MK that I really see even as you're an adult, which is I think because we've had other experiences, we can critique Australian culture or the in culture well because we've had other experiences, but also that we can help other people belong when they feel like outsiders as well. I think we have the potential to be intercultural communicators. Mm. And that, that, that's a very beautiful thing. Mm. Well... Yeah. Thanks for allowing yourself to be interviewed, Liam. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Evangeline. No worries. Rawr. Yeah, okay, Joel, Joel can get something from that. <laughs> oh, dear. It's what you do when you're filming. You clap, and so you, you can sync up the, the camera with the audio. I know, but we don't have any cameras. Oh, wait, Joel, Joel, do you have any hot tips for podcasting? If you make any mistakes, don't worry, we'll fix it in post. Just edit out that bit. Yeah, that's alright. I'm an editing master. I'll fix it. I don't. I don't care what people think. We'll splice that in for like a thing in between segments. <laughs> jingle, jingle, jingle.